0: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Phase Zero, Episode 8, where we're talking about WandaVision, Episode 9. Hell
2: Good yeah. <laughs>
1: I am Brandon Davis. Welcome back to another episode of Phase Zero. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for watching live. Welcome back to the show. Joined again today by Jamie jurak Hello. And Mr. Jim Biscardi. Yo. Jim, black shirt today.
2: Yeah, but I'm wearing I'm wearing Moon Knight to hype up for the upcoming uh, Disney Plus series Moon Knight. Man, you 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 are not gonna be able to handle me when Moon Knight shows up when we start talking <laughs> over much-
1: here. How much is your your Disney paycheck, Jim? Getting paid to promote <laughs> Moon Knight?
2: <laughs> Speaking of literally, literally, uh, just uh, dug dug this baby out. Uh, Moon Knight trading card. Uh, I'm look. I'm all in on the Moon Knight trading.
1: nerd alert. <laughs> i respect, it. I respect it. look at that room you have so much moon knight in the room i respect it it's everywhere uh, kind of like i i you actually have more moon knight than i have thanos
2: that's it which ca- is ca- casually cosplaying black shirt in mourning of no james spader yes <laughs> that yes, is why uh, i we i listen, am in
1: mourning <laughs> when Vis- when white vision showed up i was like give me ultron's voice give me ultron's voice and then he spoke and i was just like son of a <laughs> anyway all right well listen uh we gotta we gotta gotta introduce the show what's we gotta let everybody know what's going on today Uh, we have a lot to talk about robert downey jr's talking about an iron man comeback what marvel reportedly has an x-men movie on the way what black widow and venoms release dates they're a whole lot more interesting right now than they ever were Uh, And, of course, the WandaVision finale. But I would like to first start today's episode of Phase Zero with a very special big, big announcement, okay, if I may. I made a promise in the very first episode of Phase Zero that I I, I would do everything I can to get fans involved. I want to get you all connected with the Marvel family. And next week we are going to do that right here on Phase Zero Live. Not only do we have an amazing guest joining us live on the show which you might be watching on Twitch right now, so you should subscribe if you are, so you don't miss this. WandaVision director Matt Shackman is joining us live. We're getting all the answers, all of them. I'm on a mission. But I am going to have a few of you send in some videos that we're going to use to get your questions answered. We're going to play them right here on the show. We're going to play them for Matt Shackman. You're going to get your questions answered. Uh, So we'll figure that all out, how it's going to work on Twitter next week. I'll set up an email address. I'll figure out how we're going to get those videos submitted, how we're going to pick which questions get used, uh, but Matt Shackman right here, phase zero next week, March 12th. And then the oh. next day I'm talking to the cast of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it's big, big, big few days here on the phase zero podcast and at comicbook.com. So today is about today, though. And we have, to fo- we have something to focus on. All right. And it is the WandaVision finale. This means full spoilers ahead. We're not starting with Marvel news. We're starting with the WandaVision finale. We're jumping straight mm-hmm. in. I know that's why you're here. So we're going to do that. WandaVision finale. We're talking spoilers for WandaVision as a whole. This is your spoiler warning. If you have, for some reason, not watched WandaVision yet, if you have not watched the WandaVision finale, listen, come back. Come back later. Yeah. Jim's point at the spoiler alert right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's just start right now. Reactions to episode nine. I've talked enough. I'm going to give some, give to you. I'm going to pass it off to Jamie. Jamie, reaction to the finale. Let's hear it.
3: Oh goodness. I mean, I don't think you'll be surprised to learn that I loved it. Uh, what, oh, what a joy. I think, I mean, the whole series was just, I've said it a million times, but it was a show that was made for me. And, um, I really thought they stuck the landing. And while there were a couple, there are a couple things I can nitpick and I'm sure I will today. Um, but, but I mean, in the end, those little things that I didn't like, uh, Ralph Boner, um, will certainly not matter to me. Like in a couple weeks, like I'm gonna rewatch it so many times and get and and that it's gonna be my favorite thing Marvel ever did. So, uh, so yes, I'm very happy and uh, and uh, tired because I dreamt about it all night.
2: <laughs> Jim, what did you think? Look, I there are definitely things I don't like about it, but overall, man, I thought this stuck the landing and I get it. There are a ton of people who are crazy upset uh, over all of the uh, speculation and theory thing that we ourselves are guilty of having done over the last week. Right? Like there's so that's one of the greatest things about the Marvel universe. And, and the fact that the MCU, when, you know, is at its best, when it does uh, you know, when it, when it feels like, when it feels authentic to to the history of everything that that has come through it and you know did we get everything that we wanted absolutely not but does this set up like a, a bunch more stuff to come yeah absolutely and that's the kind of stuff that we love and so you know we'll continue to do it and it's and look this story this was at the very beginning was supposed to be a story about wanda this was a story about wanda and we we got all of that now don't get me wrong there are plenty of things i take issue with uh but when you throw in those emotional gut punch moments that we got in this episode, oh, man, I felt it. I felt it here. I felt it here. I felt it here. Just, everywhere. For everybody who's listening in
1: podcast form, he pointed to his chest, his eyes, and his armpits.
2: <laughs> no, my heart. My heart. It was my it was my gut. I felt it in my I felt it in my tummy. I felt it in, in my eyes. And then I felt it in my heart. Oh, I'm just messing with you, Jim.
1: Uh, I am not as high on this finale as you are. I thought it was good, but this is another instance where I'm gonna have to say, this doesn't mean I didn't like it. It <laughs> doesn't mean I hated it. I just thought it was good. I thought th- the show as a whole was better than this finale. Uh, I thought the finale just felt kind of safe. In a in a like things aren't too different from what they were before. We just understand Wanda more. Like I, I feel like we could have gone into Doctor Strange uh, with a post Endgame Wanda without WandaVision
2: and oh, absolutely just- not.
1: I, listen, Absolutely I love no, 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 no. I love the development of Wanda throughout this series, which is why I think the series is fantastic as a whole. But I don't know about. The- I think that the finale was it felt kind of safe, and maybe I'm just so uh, salty about just the multiverse baiting again. <laughs> like again, you hit us with this this fake multiverse crap. I'm tired of that. You did it that's- in Spider-Man Far From Home and you did it with Evan Peters. So, but but that's not enough for me to not like this episode or this show. I thought the show was was really awesome and what they did with Wanda and Vision, they they developed these characters in a way that I don't know any other MCU character has been developed so far. I mean you, no. this is 100%. this relationship feels more And that's more... the beauty
2: of these Disney Plus shows though, right? Like it gives yeah. us those opportunities to do that because like you like like you said I I don't think that if Doctor Strange 2 even opened with even just like it could like it would the 5 minutes of potential on-screen backstory of why WandaVision is is mad or whatever that we probably would have gotten in that movie is nowhere near enough knowing how far it, you know Wanda has had to go and where she's right. at right now than then with without this. And so so that's why I, that's what I love about it.
1: Yeah. But you're right. I, I just, I, the,
2: but the multiverse stuff with Evan Peters is
1: we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. Is we're gonna, the one we're gonna disappointment. go through It's a huge disappointment. I'm not gonna lie. That pisses <laughs> I, me off. I mean I'm glad they at least said something. Jamie God, sorry.
3: Well I was gonna say, I mean, are we are we diving into that?
2: Let's do it. Let's
1: do it right uh, now. Let's, okay. let, hold nope. on. No, okay. no, no. I, I, I want to say that. I, I want to say that because I do want to – I have I have, a, I have a pretty thorough rundown here, and we're going to get we'll into that you. because that, that leads into more. So I want to I want to start – first of all, this episode is in the top half of the show for me. It's in the – I would say maybe top four out of the nine. It's Maybe it's number four. I think five or eight are my favorite. Uh, maybe – I think – yeah, I think it's maybe number three for me overall. Uh, it's not my favorite episode of the show. I liked it a lot, but five and eight. I think eight is my might be my favorite of the, of the entire series.
3: That's, yeah. I, that's a that's that's, higher ranking.
2: I, yeah. I, I think um, I definitely like the, the, the last two are probably in my top, uh, top, top three. I think five is probably my, um, is still probably my favorite, but uh, these last two as a, as a package, just, I think work. Work so well for me that they they're they're up there for me so much so that like a lot of the earlier episodes while i understand like have definitely fallen down in my ranking but that's fair
1: so so we're gonna start the conversation by talking about wanda and agatha and their fight first of all agatha was really the only villain like she there was nobody else pulling the strings agatha was kind of her motivations are unclear if you're in my opinion, I don't really I didn't get she wanted I mean, that power. <laughs> she like tried the whole well, she, episode. To, well, she she kind like, of like, I don't know. It felt like she wanted to rule the world and then she wanted the power and she wanted to coach her. And it was like, which one is it?
3: Well, I think she just wanted the power. And I think by the end, she realized that she's not getting that power. And <laughs> right. the only way she's gonna is if she tries to help her. And I think that, I mean my favorite part of the episode was when she's like, you're going to need me. And Wanda goes, well, I know where you are. And I'm like, yeah, that means we're getting more Agatha. <laughs> uh, uh, That's all I want was just a little hint, a tease that we might get more Agatha. But I think that, um, it, I think that, yeah, she wanted that power, but she didn't get it. And now I think that, you know, she's not, she's after her, she's all about herself. So I do think if we do get more Agatha, yeah, she's going to help Wanda. I think she's kind of, She's like low similar to Loki, where she's like selfish and she's in her spot, but I think you know, in the end she's not an evil person.
1: So let me mm-hmm. ask you this then. What was her end goal? Why did she want the power?
3: To be more just powerful. To like more power. Just to have I more mean, power.
2: She, she to do what I think it?
3: from her flashback, I mean she's a I think she's like addicted to the magic. I mean that no. she killed her mom for it because <laughs>
4: she not
3: like you know, um, she I think when it comes down to it, some people they just want power. It's not about using that power to yeah to take over the world. It's just, they want the power.
1: I feel like no Mephisto pun intended just for the <laughs> sake of our conversation. I am going to play devil's advocate because I did. I genuinely like, I feel like I'm going to give an impression that I, I don't love this show start to finish. Cause I really like, I can't praise the show enough to accurately convey how I feel about it as a whole. But uh, I think uh, some of this stuff, maybe I'm more frustrated in, or I don't want to say disappointed in than you guys are, but I think I'm going to take that stance for a lot of the show, just for the sake of, conversation well no i mean
2: i think i think also too look i was talking to i was talking to kofi uh, kofi outlaw uh co-host of the uh, comic book nation um about look this this is another instance where we got a copycat villain right like this is another marvel villain who has basically the same powers as the hero and that's the kind of fight that we got we got at the end but i think you know the the parts that make
1: what other copycat villains are you referencing
2: uh i mean besides boy, God, I, iron man iron man uh, yeah, <laughs> iron iron man and iron monger ant-man oh, I, I, I uh, ant-man yeah, Ant and yellow jacket uh i yeah. mean like it's the list goes okay. on and on
3: even so. black panther i mean yeah right
1: yeah, black yeah. Panther, okay like okay
2: listen i just got to make sure you got a thorough argument here, <laughs> <you>, Jim. <laughs> no, exactly
3: that doesn't so, bother me for the record though um, no it it's it's like, is a like, thing that they do
2: it's a, yeah right. It's a thing that they do, and it, and I believe that they have handled it a little bit better with uh, Agatha because Agatha will still be around, uh, and we know she's still going to be around, and I believe that there is going to be um, there is going to be more for her, and and that's and and look, we are just beginning to peel back what the magic side of the Marvel Universe kind of looks like, and so uh for for agatha to still kind of be around for uh, for all of that has me uh has me excited for it
1: so i mean katherine hahn has to be in strange too right or somewhere down the line right? uh,
2: I mean- yeah, she's definitely somewhere down the line i don't i i don't know like strange Two feels like a, a proper place she may get referenced and maybe she's you know there's a a, a moment there um but uh, but yeah, can I she, mean, look, I, she
1: te- could she absorb the magic of Strange? Could she absorb his powers if she is like? I mean, I theoretically, know. right? I don't know. I don't know. We'll ask Matt Shackman next week. <laughs> yes, I, I did. I think I, that
3: I was gonna say. I think that even if they didn't plan to bring Agatha back, they will now because yeah, of oh, sure. how much people <laughs> are obsessed with her.
1: So a, I, I'm a very artist. confident. Yes. She's a, she's the biggest artist on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bop. Uh, the the I liked the Tony Stark Ultron treatment that Agatha got when Wanda snuck up behind her and did the old little yeah, mind oh, yeah. trick to her and sent her back. That ended up backfiring on Wanda in this case, but it was cool. I was like, oh, she did the Tony Stark thing that she did in Ultron. Uh, I, I, then they fought. The fight in the sky made me realize that what I liked about this show the most was the intimate character moments because the fight in the sky was dope and like especially Vision versus Vision, but I would mm-hmm. rather watch Vision and Vision talk to each other and I'd rather watch Wanda and Vision be together and deal with these things together than watch this huge flying blowout in the sky. Of course, you're going to get that. And it's cool. You have to get that. It's Marvel. It's a superhero flick. You need to have that to kind of complete the story, I think. But it really made me realize I love the character moments. I My favorite fight in the show was the argument between Wanda and Vision when Vision realized what was going on. That was my favorite action moment of the whole series.
4: Yes. Yes.
3: I agree with you 100%. Um, hey. And I think that's amazing that we have a Marvel project that um, the most powerful moments are the emotional moments. Um, yeah. I think that's great. I think that, I mean, we don't need everything. I, I mean, I love action. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it does. they don't all need to be the same. We can have something that makes grown man Jim cry at the end. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, think, I think for me, though, like some of these battle scenes, though, and this is you know a bit of a nitpick, felt a little... Um, I don't feel that the, that's the CGI was a bit up to snuff. There were definitely certain moments where you can tell that it was either you know uh, blue or green screened or or whatever, and and it like there were a lot of great parts and there was a lot going on. Um, but I, you know just watching it, I think, uh, just on you know, uh, my my big TV it, that you can see the seams a little bit and no, so i don't know if that was intentional or not but yeah that's right really like i said it's a nitpick and it it looked a little, little i do want to give a
1: big but... shout out to buick i'm sure that audi and all the other car sponsors said no you can't throw our car through a house <laughs> so but buick was just like well, all right i was wondering why wanda doesn't get to drive a corvette or an audi r8 or like a futuristic e-tron like every other do- every other avenger does because cool. why
2: would she she that's not her that's not her style anyway
1: She got, like, a 2002 Buick. Like, Tony started financing her. She's on the Avengers payroll. Get this girl an electric car. She cares about the planet.
2: Did you not watch this show? That is 1,000% not Wanda style. They
1: literally downgraded her TV stand, okay? This show said, Wanda, we are hurting you. In Civil War, her TV was mounted. In this, she had that rollaway cart, and I'm still not over it. If Natasha get the Corvette... Why you know and and Tony has all these cars Tony probably has a hundred cars in the garage at Avengers HQ. He makes her drive a <laughs> Buick with a hundred thousand miles on it, and just so she could. But but shout out to Buick for letting them throw it through the house. Also, I did love
3: the Wizard of Oz shot. Wizard of Oz, the boots oh,
2: is yeah. really good. Such a great shot.
1: Yeah, if, if, if anybody didn't notice, there was the uh, uh Agatha's boots were under the car under the under the rubble in the house, which was totally a, a Wizard of Oz, you know, and the man behind the curtain reference of, of the Wizard of Oz. So that was cool. The Wicked Witch and then the Darkhold. Uh, we got yeah. we learned that the Darkhold is in play, which as, <laughs> listen, S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, I know everybody's like, oh, we're, we're tied together. <laughs> are we? I don't know. Kevin Feige says maybe he'll never say one thing or the other. Listen, after this Evan Peters I just I just won't get my hopes up for S.H.I.E.L.D.S. Mm. to be brought in. But anyway, I, Jamie, go ahead. Jamie, this I is mean, your thing. I mean,
3: I will say of the whole episode, the one moment where I leapt out of my chair and yelped <laughs> was when Agatha said the word Darkhold. Uh, because they didn't have to be the Darkhold. It could have been the other book that starts with an N that I can't think of. uh The um, The nec-
2: the, other, oh, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's, yeah.
3: I'm not saying that word. Um, <laughs> the Necronomicon
1: yeah. or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, the Necro Comic
1: I said Necro Comic Con. That's how sure much I did. miss Comic Con.
3: Oh, even if it's not the same book, and uh, and I think it was also. I want to say they also use it in the Runaways, but I could be they wrong. Use, there, they do
2: use it in Runaways.
3: Yeah. Um. You know, that is enough of a sliver of a connection for me to be like, "Yep, I'm satisfied." And I still, <laughs> I, I do. I think that the Hydra soak was a direct reference. No, but but I mean, maybe it was. <laughs> Uh, like I'm just holding. Um, I, I'm. It's just the mention of it is enough for me, uh, and that ha- yep. makes me happy because it's my favorite arc of Shield, and uh, and to hear the the words were very satisfying.
1: So, just for everybody who might not know what the Dark Hold is, uh, and might not have realized that that is probably the missing book from the bookcase in Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange movie. I'm going to read the words of ComicBook.com's Evan Valentine from an article on, on the site. Which explains it very easily. Uh, The Darkhold itself first appeared in Marvel Spotlight number four in 1972 introducing the cursed time as one of the most powerful tools in the supernatural world for which Stephen Strange keeps under lock and key for some time. Originally created by the Dark Lord Cathan billions of years in the past, the book has insane abilities but is akin to the Evil Dead's franchises Necronomicon Ex Mortis and will normally have insanely adverse effects on its user During one instance, Doctor Strange was forced to rely on the book while battling the legendary vampire king Dracula, going so far to completely eliminate vampires from the Marvel Universe for quite some time. Of course, as you know, vampires would eventually return, giving Blade the Vampire Hunter plenty to do. Thank you for the words, Evan Valentine. Cool name, by the way. Evan big, Valentine. so
2: big, big connection. We can talk about it a little bit more. Blade, after. Are you getting into
1: blade stuff? Are we oh, hyping? No, I'm not
2: getting into. I'm not getting no into more blade stuff. No more I theories. No more theories. I'm getting theories. into. I'm done with theories. Small, small I hate theories. The second, It's a small theory for the fo- second. It's small theory for the second post-credits scene, which is in a mountain range where uh, she is reading the Darkhold, which probably could be Wondagore Mountain.
1: It's the I'm garden looking. where Thanos was because I no, said so. It's, well, theories it's, it are has theories. To, look,
2: this is one of those things where, like, that's got to be Gore Mountain, right? Because one, that's where the Darkhold was was created. That's where she's reading the Darkhold, and there's a lot of Wanda history at Gore Mountain.
1: Look at me, look at me. All right, Jim. It's, look at me. Real it's close. going to
2: be Gore Mountain, Jim. I want not. you to look
1: at me real close when I say this. <laughs> I want you to look my right in the face. We don't care. It's one
2: mountain. It's a
1: huge thing. Here's the thing: I want to care so much, but I don't trust anything anymore. <laughs> Every theory is wrong. They don't care about our feelings. All right, is the vision back in the MCU? Yes. yes, because because listen. So I when I first saw the conversation between created Vision and resurrected White Vision, I thought after that conversation resurrected vision was the one who flew out i was wrong it was the wanda created vision who ultimately disappeared by the end of the episode but white vision who seemingly has all of the memories back and all the information of the internet and the world back is online and did not show himself so first of all we could have just brought vision back because because Hayward was able to just put him back together.
2: Well, no, all, but Hayward needed Hayward needed Wanda's magic. She right, so the, when she so when she energy. went there and
1: the Vision Quest moment happened and she said, I can't feel you, why didn't he come back?
3: Well, I mean, I think well, he Wanda doesn't know what she's capable of. I mean, I think that right. was a big part of this. I know, this, I know. I mean, but she literally theory, says to him, I can't do
1: that. <laughs> but in theory, if she just gave, if they just gave her the body and she had time to, to mess with it, she could have resurrected him.
2: Well, no, because I mean, she's not, I mean, she's not a robot. She's scientist. a witch. She's not a, she's not a robot <laughs> scientist. So, you know, Shore, Sword had to put him back together. So you're telling they, you Jim, know, are you,
1: are you and, pro Hayward right now? Are you giving Hayward more credit than Wanda? What's going on? I mean,
2: no, I
3: think Hayward, so, Hayward didn't. Sorry, Jim. Go, I, I, was <laughs> saying,
2: I, mean, like, I mean, look, Hayward led the operation to put Vision back together. Were his intentions uh, right? No. But then you get that in that moment where Vision has that moment. He's like, you know, he was, rebuilt to be controlled kind of thing but look you got you know the sword resources to put Humpty Dumpty back together again and then you needed the uh you know you there there was no power that they could find enough to bring vision back online until they realized uh you know they tr- tried Wanda's magic and until they can get it right that's the whole point of sending that drone in was just so they can get basically a battery to to jumpstart the you know, the a new battery
1: design. for the for the usb drive a computer yeah, basically it everybody uh listen hayward at last week's show i i or i think two weeks ago was when they they explained kind of i think explained why hayward was acting out like being so mean to people and that he justified his his behavior by the blip and i was like well i think it's cool that they tried to like explain why he acts this way and i was like coming off like all right maybe hayward like could could be like a nick fury type guy. And just he's acting shady because that's what these sword slash shield guys do, and then he tried to shoot the kids. <laughs> yeah,
2: hey, no, 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 you come back from
1: that. You that ain't was coming too back far from that, Hayward. So Hayward that is out. Hayward, you're done. But anyway, back to Vision. The Vision versus Vision fight. I gotta say, it made me want a Superman movie so bad. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> because that scene was cool. It was cool to see the, the super powered OP characters going at it in the sky, and I would like to see Superman do that again. Yeah, but but uh, Vision is out there somewhere. Jimmy Woo called a buddy named Cliff in the FBI. Not that I want to look into anything after everything that I've looked into that meant nothing, but Cliff Randall in the in the Marvel Comics world is part of the collective intelligence, an alien race, hive mind, uh, joins S.H.I.E.L.D., gets caught being an alien. I don't know, secret invasion is coming. Aliens are a factor. Maybe, probably not. Who knows? Like I just think they just throw names in there but maybe
3: am so deflated.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to find a cliff soon because, uh, Oh my God. I, yeah, that was, that was a tough scene. <laughs> all this, all this, uh, all these meaningless nods. Oh, Speaking of meaningless nods, let's talk about the most, actually we have to take one quick break for, for the podcast purposes. We've been rambling on. We got to take a quick break. Uh, ads do your thing. Welcome back to a heated episode of Phase Zero. We are debating Wandavision's finale. It's more of a debate. It was supposed to be a recap and a breakdown, but <laughs> apparently, I hated it. I did not hate it. I love this show. It's a, it is the best Marvel show from Marvel Studios ever. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought I thought the finale was excellent. I don't. I it felt it was not my best episode ever, and I think the show as a whole, was better than the finale. I'm Brandon Davis, joined by Jamie Durack and Jim Biscardi. We are about to talk about the most disappointing part of WandaVision, and I think we're all going to agree on this. And if we don't, you're wrong. Evan Peters being in the show was stupid. I don't like – I think Evan Peters is great. I think he did a great job in the show. He was very entertaining. This was multiverse bait. This was crap. I didn't like it, and I will not ever change my mind on this unless they change something about this in the future. I said previously they have to at least acknowledge the fact or at least rule – Something on the fact, why is he Quicksilver? Who is this guy? Is he from the multiverse? Say something one way or the other. And if they say something, I won't be as mad. I lied. I'm more mad. They said his name. Was, this was multiverse bait on the heels of Spider-Man Far From Home, advertising itself as a multiverse movie, having a story about being a multiverse movie, not being a multiverse movie. This show leads into Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness and they brought in a character an actor who played a character in a different cinematic universe and the entire purpose of that was to make a boner joke God. bro what oh, What? i
3: in that moment when he when he laughed at his own name i thought that i really thought that the end credits were going to be he's the jimmy Wu witness and mm-hmm. Ralph Boner is like a funny name he picked, um, but then they didn't get there, and I'm not going to hold out hope that that's still going to be the case. Um, although in uh, in my heart, I want that to be the case because it, it is so disappointing. Um, I mean, I'm it, in the end, I'll I'll be happy that Evan Peters is on the show because I I love him, and I never thought we'd get to see him as Quicksilver again, and that's a nice little treat. But it did feel like a weird thing to bait us with.
1: It was. Yeah. I mean, they knew.
2: It, but I mean, that's and that's the thing. And look, I think uh, also, you know, talking to to Charlie Ridgely um kind of in in the morning, where, you know, he he made a good point in that Marvel needed us to believe that that was Quicksilver. Otherwise, we could not buy Wanda, believing it was Quicksilver. But I think it is potentially to. Because look, if they cast anyone else in that role, and they could have, and look, it could have been an instance where Aaron Taylor Johnson didn't want to come back, and so I think if that is that,
1: the case, right? No, and and so, they, listen, and, they called Aaron, they called Taylor, and they called Johnson, and all three <laughs> of them said, "We don't want to come back." So they said, so, "How can
2: we?" Well, right, but so that, but the only way that they could you, play that moment mind. with a Quicksilver is by is by is by bringing in Peter. Now, I think. This is a dangerous slope for Marvel because Marvel has made us, um, has always paid off when they introduce new characters and, or, or they're introducing like just characters in general. And so now it's one of those things where, I mean, it's good, right? In the sense that maybe it gets us off marvel's uh sent for a bit when they just try to introduce new things or maybe introduce new things but there's there's just this this history of them doing it that the mandarin that I would like think, to talk to you. Huh? well that that just feels like now if we ever see something like that um you know is i think we're more likely now to be like oh it's just bs and even if it and when we think that and even if it becomes real. I don't think that payoff is going to is is going to matter as much as it could, right? Because now they, I don't think they can bring anyone over outside of Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, and maybe you know Zazie Beetz and Brolin as Cable and Domino, right? Like that corner of the X universe, but like anywhere else, and, and then Hugh Jackman, I guess, right? If but, if, if but, anyone but, but else, but I- if anyone else were to show up, any of those actors were to show up, I don't like. We have now been like, well, it's probably it's probably BS. And then mean, if it's not, it's like, but, oh well, okay. And it's a
1: plot hole if it's not, unless they're just like, oh well, yeah, there are people on this universe who have the same face but look different. They're, don't that aren't you? Ralph yeah. Boner is not. It, you can't even say that name. <laughs> is not Pietro <laughs> like, and also like, I also on the Quicksilver front, there was thing. If this was a movie, I think if this was it's a thing where they had more time and money to shoot, like when the kids were disarming the military, I think we would have had like a sweet dream scene there. We would have seen the kids in slow motion Mm. while the world is in slow motion disarming the military and being kids about it. And that could have been a really nice moment of levity
2: and humor. But, but there was even again, the yeah. double. But there was the double dip, though, right? Where uh, uh, Tommy is wearing sunglasses and a shield, uh, a shield hat, where you know is the callback to Evan Peters' scene where he's wearing the security guard cap with his goggles. Yeah, because they just <laughs> wanted to
1: slap me across the face for thinking <laughs> like, anything was going to pay off. To me,
2: like that was that was just like the extra, like just twist of the knife, where it's just like, oh my god, come on. That's I mean, why that's I really thought crazy.
3: they were bringing it back. I really thought that that first, that one of those credits. It seems was gonna be like, Don't worry, we're not really gonna leave you on boner.
1: I gotta say, I I just I genuinely think like it doesn't detract from my love for the show overall. This is like the legacy of WandaVision won't be that Quicksilver wasn't Quicksilver or that some questions weren't answered, but it it is something that until the Falcon of the Winter Soldier gets me thinking about something else, I'm gonna be like bitter about it. So
2: Can we can we just uh, talk for a second about how freaking awesome that Scarlet Witch costume is? Because, Uh, man, they freak. I thought they nailed that one. No, Brandon, roll in your eyes. Is that what's going on here?
1: (laughs) No, no, no. I thought it was great. I thought the costume was incredible. I thought like.
2: Sorry, go ahead. That is just that is just the thing where it is like it's those like little moments and those like nods back to, you know, just like the comics. It's a great modern version of. Of, of this costume.
3: It's what Elizabeth Olsen has deserved all along. Um, something like that. Cool. Uh, and I love that they made her hair curly. Cause in the comics vision calls her curly top. And uh, yeah. I love that she got like, a like even the hair was right. It was so cool.
1: Yeah. She uh, like, it was the, it was interesting that she had the vision of no pun intended of the Scarlet witch, when she interacted with the mind stone, yeah. uh, Imagine if that happened back in the Winter Soldier post-credit scene or in Age of Ultron, and we have been waiting for that costume for this long. It would have been wild.
2: That would have, that would that have, that been, would have been wild. Been very
1: cool. But, uh, but I want to I go back to Quicksilver real quick because the fact, like going back to that, this is not a multiverse thing. We all thought when we saw Evan Peters that for sure the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield rumors, and the fact that Kevin Feige said this leads into Spider-Man Three, which I still call Spider-Man Three, even though it's got a title now.
2: It's a very long title. We Man just 3.
1: said that we yeah. We just said that that we just all kind of said those rumors are true. Tom, you say they're not in it. Well, yeah, good one, bro. It, <laughs> for the first time, it seems like maybe Toby and Andrew are actually not in Spider-Man Three. And if they I are, that,
2: why are that's they? they? That's what they want you to think.
3: Yeah, I'm. I don't know because I keep going back to the fact that the word multiverse is literally in the Doctor <laughs> yeah, Strange title. That's true. I, I mean, I, I, I they can't mess with us again multiverse wise if they're going to put it in the title of the movie. So um so I have hope that they're still going to reward us with some Well, cool but multiverse. I think
2: but I think it also has to I think the part that you have to also play with is um you know, I think it's a very intentional line that where mon- where you know, Vision asks Wanda what what am I and she says you're a, a you know, you are Part of the Mind Stone that le- that lives inside of me, and I think again that also plays with that will play into Doctor Strange's whole, you know, uh, these Infinity Stones are not where they're supposed to be, yada yada yada, and you know all that stuff. And so, I, the door is still very much open for that. And like Jamie said, multiverses in Doctor Strange's title. Now, I think if anything, it will. I think it should temper all of our expectations on if Toby and andrew are in spider-man 3 how much they are in spider-man 3 because oh, I, thought they'd I have a big role yeah i think the i think they are going to be more fleeting moments than than anything mm. else like we are going to see them in a either in like a, a montage or something that is somehow that's how you know the the various villains you know either get to uh our universe or, or however they're involved like i think you're, you see it that way in more like a a scan of the multiverse than them actually having big roles in Spider-Man three
1: from the beginning. Like it's interesting because you and I have like from the beginning only heard that Toby was in Dr. Strange. Like before the fandom wire came out, the Phantom wire report came out that they were in Spider-Man three. And I just think it makes more sense that they would be in Dr. Strange than they would be in Spider-Man no way home. But who knows? I mean, maybe they're in a post credit scene. Maybe they have a brief role. Maybe they're not coming back at all. I, I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't be coming back at all. Like, I feel like if it wasn't true, somebody would have said like Toby's reps or somebody would have said like, it's not true. But then again, John Krasinski saw himself trending on Twitter like week after week and said nothing. <laughs> and, like full well, the aerospace engineer was another thing that didn't matter. Uh, anyway, the, well, I want to, now we're going to no talk about that. I want to, now we're going, yes, I'm, yes, I'm salty about the aerospace engineer. Like Marvel pays that stuff off, like you were saying. Like the, the anytime they've referenced stuff like that, they know that it has a payoff. And there, that has happened yeah. in previous films.
2: Oh, Matt Shackman has apologized. No, he I'm not playing Matt
1: Shackman. I think Matt Shackman has done a great job. And I, I just find it so weird that they didn't anticipate that, that they didn't anticipate yeah. this line where the camera goes straight into Monica saying, I know an aerospace engineer who'd be up for the challenge, especially for something so meaningless to the show. Like they did, she didn't need the Rover. The Rover was in the scene for like a minute and then it didn't work. (laughs) Like, I I don't know. I I felt like it's such a weird thing. And I, maybe I'm just pissed because I got so caught up in it and I was so loud about it on social media and stuff. And, you know, it it just made sense. And I really love the idea of spending time with Reed Richards and other fantastic four members. Before they are the Fantastic Four, I think that's yeah. a really clever way to introduce
2: them. There's still but, plenty of time.
1: Oh well, yeah, absolutely. But I just that that just seems so weird. I felt like that was going to be something, but it wasn't. And whatever. Uh, anyway, now I want to talk about uh, Scarlet Witch and her, her her costume was awesome. But also, Wanda took Billy and Tommy's disappearance really, really well. I mean, she was all. I think I'm she sorry. had just been what? through. I expected her to I don't mean she took it well like she was happy about it, but she accepted that a lot faster and more easily than I thought and I think that's because she sees the opportunity in the dark hole to give it a shot at getting them back she I don't think she she looked at that goodbye division and that goodbye to the kids as a permanent goodbye and you know Marvel comics fans know they're probably coming back. but I want. Yeah, Jamie,
3: what do you think? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but I, I think Young Avengers is going to happen and, you, you, and they're going to come back. But I do agree. I mean, I mean, that was what the post-credit scene was. Like the last thing you hear is Billy's voice calling out to her. Um, so I think that's absolutely happening. But I do think also a part of that is the it could have completely broken her, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of what happens in, in the comics. But I think the reason it didn't is because because ultimately Wanda's a hero and she's a good person. And I think that she knew it was the right thing to do to save all those people in Westview. And Mm -hmm. even though, you know, it's a rough, sad time. um, I think that it shows, I mean, she had that moment with vision and I think it was emotional growth. I mean, she's only experienced grief and it keeps happening. Um, And it's not getting easier, but I think she, she has the tools now to understand how to, Deal with it literally emotionally and literally. She's got a book that maybe she can bring back.
1: So. <laughs> I think yeah. somebody's going to be looking for that book though. We'll see. We'll see.
2: Well, yeah, Doctor Strange.
1: It was so devastating when she drops the whole illusion. And not only did all the kids go away, everything went away. And she was in the unbuilt house. Oh, when yeah. she was in the plot of lands that was going to be their house, it was just such a reality. I mean, literally a reality check. Whew. That was tough. That was tough. It
2: was heavy. I did say it. Like, I said, like, I, like those, I am a sucker for, you know, the, those, those kinds of emotional moments. And God, did it get me like, mm, holy crap! And so it's just, you know, and like, is it like, you know, the, the, the saying goodbye to the kids thing, right? Like as someone who's got kids, like that's, that's a real, that's a real thing. And that is, that is tough. They're and building so, a
1: house right across the street from me. And just last week, it was only those bricks. And every time I drive by, I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh nobody's gonna grow old and want this house.
2: Yeah. So Vision was,
1: cried.
2: That's you it. Tear. You'll believe an Android can cry. That's it. You gotta
1: put them in a bowl of rice now.
0: Oh <laughs> listen. God so <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, the post credit scene was the one moment that really made me jump out of my, my my bed that I was watching it at seven in the morning in excitement when there was a scroll yeah
2: that that was awesome cool
1: uh the first thing my girlfriend rolled over and said who's she talking about and my first guy was like oh talos but no she's talking about nick fury yeah absolutely she's she's not up there she's talking about fury and seven months from now fury is in space with this after far from home so she's got some missions in space with with fury and sword i uh
2: i'm gonna go down down a rabbit hole right here no. but this is this we is what it. i want listen let's go back honestly
1: i want the best stories
2: the around monica rambeau is uh a, a book called the ultimates written by al ewing where oh we're getting she, blue marvel
1: and captain marvel 2 is what you're saying blue marvel
2: and captain marvel 2 and, and he is a member of the ultimates and so like i am ready for basically a a photon led space force kind of thing call them the ultimates call them whatever but they you know that those are the stories i'm excited for and look i will be patient i will probably be 50 by the time we roll around to that but that is fine (laughs) give it to me because that that is that is some legit stuff
1: oh don't talk about give me the ultimate after we lost a year without content and we all got a year older and the content didn't come i'm i'm we're getting i'm we're getting scarily old over here all right i don't want to talk about it i don't want (laughs) to talk about it uh, okay. So uh, listen, that's, that's all I've got for the show. So uh, but really just, I want to look at some reactions really quickly. We've talked about the, the story of the show. If anybody has questions, drop them in the Twitch comment section. We will answer them and make sure you're following on Twitch. Uh, but I, I do want to say for me, I think, it. I think the answer to this question is yes. And it, I, I, I love the show. I have to say that. I adore this show. This I'm is like watch you and again. me and
3: Sharon Carter. This is what happens. Like you tell everyone <laughs> I don't like Sharon, but I just have some
1: problems. Uh, well, that's
3: problems. the thing, so that's the thing on social at.
1: media. That's the thing with, yes. the, with any sort of reviews or criticism or anything. You say one thing and they're like, I hate you. You hated it. Die. And it's like, no, why should I die for just having one? Well, I, no, look, only this, like, is, this is right. why
2: we have we're able to express how and why we feel in uh with with plenty of room and space to do it so that's you should why we're see doing it.
1: the reactions i'm getting i tweeted before this show maybe toby and andrew are in spider-man 3 after all lol and people are coming at me like i started the rumor Yo, know, i didn't write in <laughs> spider-man no way home chill i want a tom holland spider-man movie that focuses on tom holland's peter parker too chill anyway the, i think the answer to my the question i'm about to ask for me is yes Even though I still love the show, I think right now digesting it, it is my perspective is skewed. Did the interviews and the hype from like Lizzie saying Luke Skywalker level cameo, which I think was about Evan Peters, is that what Lizzie is
2: that what Lizzie said, or did not say
1: that? Who said? Who who said? Paul Paul said. Whoever said it.
3: She, she was like kind of coer- coerced into being like, is there a Luke Skywalker level cameo? And, oh, right. uh, and so she said yes. And I think she was referring to Evan Peters, but I, I think it's hilarious <laughs> yeah. that Paul Bettany, uh, was like I'm excited to work with myself. I think it's adorable. And I wasn't disappointed that there wasn't some huge cameo. I did expect Doctor Strange, but I didn't I wasn't mad that he wasn't in it. We're going to see him eventually.
1: I think that my perspective has fallen victim to all of the conversation and I think all of the conversation was fueled by those two quotes specifically. It was the one about yeah, there's a Luke Skywalker cameo, which I think was more of an innocent thing than was intended to be like it was. I know how that gets when an actor is put into a corner where they're like, what is she supposed to say? Now there's really nothing exciting coming. <laughs> like you, you can't really say that, but they kept, you know, every time someone asked about the aerospace engineer, somebody could have just been like, you met them. I promise like it's over with. Or, you know, cause Paul, the, the combination of the theories and the, the the outside of the canon hype from the cast and crew uh, certainly set an expectation, which wasn't met, not because it was a bar that was too high in quality, but it was just a bar at a different place whereas the bar that it met was super high. The quality of this show was fantastic. The character work on the show was literally better than I think anything we've ever seen in the MCU. But I think the expectation became one thing and then it just went another way, which worked brilliantly. I, I But I think I am one of the people who fell victim to the excitement and the hype of it all and the conversation. And I think in the long term, I'll like the show even more than I do right now, which is a lot. I don't know. I, I do think Kevin Feige called Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie and was like, "Yo, see this? Don't do that. <laughs>
3: I I feel like um, that's kind of the curse of a show like this. And I try really hard not to get sucked into the fan theories and stuff because you're only setting yourself up for disappointment. Like you said, I think that eventually, Brandon, you're going to love this show, but right now you're just raw from the things you didn't get. And like, I'm a little upset that I never got to see Darcy and Wanda in a scene together um, because that personally would have been my dream uh, Mm -hmm. to see them interact. Uh, But also I'm like, that's just something that I wanted. It would not have moved the plot along. It would not have, it would not have done anything for the MCU, but, but please me. Um, and I think that um, it's hard to separate that stuff. And we're all, we, we all do it. We're all guilty of it. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, but I think that the more time moves on, the more we, everyone I think will appreciate the amazing nine episodes that we got. And what it, what it, just the homage to television in itself, take away the Marvel mm-hmm. aspect. Just what it, just the television part is, was so meaningful to me.
2: I, I mean I, look, yeah. there was there was no other person on this show that tried to connect all of the comic book dots and all the possibilities than your boy Jim Viscardi. All right. <laughs> there were plenty, plenty of, of different ways that this could go. And um, you know, whatever. They didn't happen. It's well, fine. that's why I
1: think our theories, it's... our theories were so busy trying to predict the unpredictable, and the show ended up going with a lot with a version of what a lot of us initially thought is what it was going to do. Agatha Harkness, everybody knew, was coming. And we kind of were like, the show could really just bring Vision back and do in one way or the other and make her the Scarlet Witch. And it, it didn't like, there nobody predicted this completely. I don't think I saw anybody call everything accurately like at all. And we also all made so many calls that even if you did get it right, you also predicted a hundred other things that didn't happen. But I think we were so busy by like creating these stories and theories that, it didn't do because we thought this one was what did happen was a uh, the most expected of it all.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a, I mean, look, they didn't resolve uh, what Senor who who or what Senor Scratchy was, right? They're, it's a bunny. It's just a bunny, right? Like just a bunny. we we got we we all bought in to the Dottie hype. No Dottie. Dottie was just Sarah right like that's that's it she, i'm she it's funny
3: because like you're t- we're talking about you know what they said in interviews and when i interviewed emma Gaulfield, like she was dancing around my dotty questions so much that i thought <laughs> she was like a new mcu person who was so afraid she was gonna give it up but she could have <laughs> answered any of those questions <laughs> she wasn't anybody i didn't mind that she didn't end up being anybody but i think it's really funny that she like in that interview she played it like it was gonna be
2: something yeah Right. And I so, do want to say,
1: I see that shark bait ooh, ha, ha, in the comment section says, this is so similar to Lost. Interesting that BD's reactions are so opposite. Oh, I partially good. agree with that, and I partially don't because I feel like I can answer any question about Lost or any loose end string that you have.
2: Because everyone in was alive and everyone in Lost was dead.
1: Nope, that's not true. I'm not going to get <laughs> triggered on the show, though. Why did the birds
3: fly into the window?
1: Because he was special because the island gave people abilities.
3: But he did why, it outside. I love Lost. Lost is one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I think there are questions that aren't answered. But I'm with you, Brandon. I love Lost. But I still don't think there were, an- there were questions that I we can, got answered.
1: I, I think all of the all of the questions I cared about on that show were answered. It did not uh, leave me hanging out. Anyway, we'll spend all day doing this. We can't do. <laughs> see, this is why uh, they were not dead the whole time on Lost. And if you think that. No. If you think season. that whoa 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 i just saw a comment lost. it's the mac 559 richard producer go ahead and permanently ban it's the mac 559 <laughs> for comment lost stinks uh no you're not way. allowed to watch phase zero anymore anyway wow. no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding it's the mac we're not friends but you're not banned my other question is, did the finale anyway yeah i think we've talked enough about it we've we've really we've <laughs> answered my questions already so the questions i still have after the show are things we covered as, as well like what about the cops who said Westview doesn't exist? What was that about? Who was Jimmy Woo's missing person? What happened to the beekeeper? I think the beekeeper question kind of was answered. It was just a person from S.W.O.R.D. who ended up probably just assimilating into Westview. Yep.
3: I think the, um, the, the not knowing Westview thing was just part of, her just part of the magic that happened. It was the same reason why people's family members didn't know any of them existed inside. It was just mm. a side effect of the Westview bubble. I, th- I thought that was pretty clear. I wasn't looking for a further answer on that. The one answer I want was the witness protection thing.
1: No missing person. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah I is, agree.
3: Well, which is why I'm also... still I'm convinced it's Ralph Boner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think that look, there's also two, and, and I've seen it pop up in the comments a few times um uh over the course of us discussing this. Look, there's that there is that one line where Agatha goes, You have no idea what you've unleashed. And look, you know, and I still, you know, I know no one wants to hear or talk about Mephisto anymore, but that's still very much a possibility. And a thing that's that's in the air, right? Like, even when Wanda is reading the Darkhold at the end and she hears uh, her kids, that could either be a multiverse thing or she, you know, it still plays into kind of the Mephisto of it all. Like those could be like Mephisto trying to either lure her somewhere or, or whatever by, you know, playing at at larger strings, which is why I think that, you know, even the line of like, you're going to need me. It is also just as important because there is going to be a point where Wanda is going to need that Wanda and strange are probably going to need the help that Agatha is going to be able to provide, even with potentially some other magic wielding members of, of the MC, uh, the Marvel universe and, and beyond. And so, like, I like that those are all of you know the the other possible, obviously, uh, roads we can go down. Obviously, we've all been burned by theories and we don't want to go that far, but these are all very real possibilities. More they, so, they, they felt real three weeks ago, too. Uh, no, but but if, yeah, I mean, sure, <laughs> at, right? At, at, yep. <laughs> but
3: like, it's but, but Marvel, look, they're but, leading to something, they're gonna have like a big Avengers type. Leading, sure. I mean, that's they're right. moving oh, somewhere, yeah. and
1: I also think they're going to have Avengers-type lead-ins to three different types of events. I think you'll have your cosmic event, which yeah. will be the Thor and the Guardians and the Valkyrie and, and Captain Marvel, and maybe yeah. Secret Invasion and stuff. You'll have your Earth event, which will be the Black Widow, the Hawkeye, the Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, and you'll have your alternate, your multiverse event, which will be the Loki, the Doctor Strange, the Wandavision, and that sort of yeah. stuff. And Armor Wars falls into the Earth-based mm-hmm. stuff and all. that. So I think you'll have kind of, and and eventually, I imagine. They all become another Infinity War at some point. But who knows? Maybe that, maybe that's behind us. But yeah, uh, Mephisto, more like Myth-fisto. Let's Good get on. to the news. <laughs> 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 I'll be here every Friday. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let's get to the news now. If anybody has questions, drop them in. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been following the Twitch channel while we're live, like Jules KC, who just followed the ComicBook.com channel. Spider-Man No Way Home was absolutely ripped by Twitter on Twitter. This week, so <laughs> Twitter tweeted out. We're making bios. Who wants one at Spider-Man tweeted? We want a bio. And I can only imagine the look of regret on that intern's face for sending that tweet. Spider Twitter responded and said, hashtag Spider-Man, no way home starring Tom Holland, Zendaya, Jacob Batalon, Andrew Garfield and Tobey McGuire only in theaters this Christmas. <laughs> and <laughs> I imagine the, the, when Sony saw that tweet, they were just like, who thought this was a good idea delete it and then they're like well if we delete it then they'll just screenshot it
2: unless it's intentional
1: relax they did not cut a deal with twitter mephisto is not running twitter it's a wrap (laughs) there is an x-men movie Oh.
3: Uh, I, I, oh, I was say the, the Twitter thing. I think that was just in good fun. I don't think anyone yeah, yeah, so many. Yeah. Also, I think it's important that people know that I don't think interns run those accounts. I think it's social media <laughs> managers. These are social media um, people. Uh, yeah, so it's <laughs> not, uh, and uh, that's just, I know it's like a joke that people say, but I think it's important that uh, as as to people in this business uh, that we don't perpetuate that rumor. Um, But (laughs) also, but I I don't think that like people at Sony were like Twitter out at us. I I thought it was (laughs) uh, just a funny little joke that, that happened.
1: I just imagine the person who sent it to the Sony, the Sony people who saw that tweet, like it was like that Jeff Goldblum meme where he's looking at his phone. And then he's like, (laughs)
0: <laughs> when they saw the reaction, <laughs> they
1: saw the response. So yeah, anyway. Okay. So next up the, the X there is an X-Men movie reportedly in development at Marvel Studios. This comes from the Illuminati. Not a lot of details other than they're calling it the mutants. We don't know. I can't I don't I can't say if I know this is true. I can't say if I believe it. I don't really know. It Illuminati feels, it feels like it like
2: a it feels like a working title or a production thing. I mean it like feels whatever. like a working
1: title, and when you say something this vague, it sounds like something that years from now you can say like we called it. Yeah, so yes. I mean, maybe they did hear. Maybe Illumin Illuminati has been right about stuff in the past, so maybe this is true. Maybe they did hear whispers that there is something called the mutants going around that they're trying. to-
2: I am sure that pre production has started on a X Men movie, but like what I think it helps would help other people understand when they see these things, whether it's on Twitter or somewhere else. These things take years if not maybe even a decade to get to, I'm not saying it's going to take a decade to get to an X-Men movie, but like the start of pre-production is the start of a very long movie making journey. And so, uh, you know, this stuff shows up on casting grades. It shows up on production timelines. They may, they may create production offices for this stuff, opening LLCs, all of that stuff is all part of the process that like for years has always happened, but we never had necessarily had access or insight to. And so it's, it's good to just set the, set that expectation pretty low on where it could go. Like, yes, of course, Marvel's going to start working on an X-Men movie. That's an easy thing to, to do. And so, you know, and the mutants was originally what Stan Lee wanted to call the X-Men. And so it's like, okay, like, yeah, sure. It all makes sense, but like pump the brakes a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's years away. Pedro as Craven now, says Evans Larson. I don't hate that idea. I don't hate Pedro Pascal, Craven the Hunter. Let's see him be a villain. He's kind of busy. He's got The Last of Us. and got Mandalorian. I don't know. Grogu's off at summer camp, so maybe he's got some time on his hands. (laughs) Black Widow might still drop on May 7th. I don't really know if this one's going to move again. I thought when Venom Let There Be Carnage moved back to – or no, Venom Let There Be Carnage was already on June 25th. When Fast and Furious vacated May 28th, I thought, oh, Layup, Move Black Widow back three weeks. Uncle Joe said that there are vaccines by the end of May, so that makes sense. And then A Quiet Place. Reed Richards has his movie coming out on <laughs> May 28th instead, and Cruella is still there, so I don't see how Black Widow can move back to May 28th, but we are... Is today Today's March 5th. I mean, we're closing in on a two-month window. There hasn't been a trailer yet. I, I-, I feel like Either they're going to release a trailer with a new date. They're going to release a trailer with a in theaters and on Disney Plus. Tom and Jerry didn't exactly flop. Godzilla vs Kong, Kong is coming out. We'll see. So I think
2: I think there I think there's still time. I think it'll be interesting to see how Raya and The Last Dragon does this weekend, right? For Disney Plus premiere stuff. I think it'll be uh interesting to see. Like usually when one studio moves, either it's it usually takes a day or two before other studios to kind of make up their mind if they're gonna move other stuff. So there's still plenty of time. If someone is listening to this on Saturday, Black Widow may have moved already. But yeah, that's true. I think it's a thing that you know, I think they're waiting. Movie theaters are starting to to open. Movie theaters in California are not open, but they're starting to open in uh, in New York. And so, you know, is the availability of open movie theaters enough for them to either want to say they're going to cut their losses and take whatever box office gross they can get, and then maybe release it digitally a week or two after? Like, there, there's still plenty of other options that they can go with this. That I think it's still too early to call even if it's only a, about I, a, 2 months out.
1: I agree that it's uh Disney has shown they have tremendous patience with a lot of stuff like this. They don't they aren't very reactionary when Warner Brothers announced their slate going to HBO Max. I expected a lot of studios to just very quickly say we're following that lead. We we need some kind of certainty, we need some kind of revenue. Nobody did, especially Disney. They have really not wavered on a lot of things. But yeah. Peter Rabbit moved up theatrical release to May 14th. The seventh uh, that movie
3: has moved seven times. I counted like four <laughs> times because I didn't believe it. I wrote about it about it changing, and I like literally like stared at that Wikipedia page for <laughs> ten minutes, being like, "This is really the seventh time Peter Rabbit Two has been moved."
1: <laughs> but it, it but it moved up. Sony moved a movie up. So I I mean I'm starting to think that by May it's it's very likely that we're going back to theaters, and I think May May seventh could be a date that. Black Widow comes out. And it's interesting because, I mean, like, I feel comfortable going to a theater. I'm in Nashville. Coronavirus cases are not nearly as high here in this county as they are in Los Angeles, as they are in some place in Texas. So yeah. it's it's very, where are, is it fair to release it where people feel comfortable going or, and not in others? And essentially encourage people to go if they As
3: someone they in get, Los Angeles I say no it's not fair.
1: See <laughs> so, yeah, that's the thing that's the thing they're going to run into. So uh, I don't know I, but I do think there is a, a I'm starting to be a believer that May 7th could be the day one way or another but I saying that I would not be surprised if there is a date shift again because they need to market it they need to market Shang-Chi and I just don't know where it goes. I don't know what's left. The dates are filling up it's it was 2021 was already crowded and now it has all of 2020's leftovers and a lot of the 2021 things that were already here so we'll see but that's our show today uh phase zero i can't believe wandavision is already done i am so thrilled we are we are not done with wandavision jim jamie oh next week everybody who's watching everybody who's listening matt shackman director of wandavision is joining us live that means we're putting him on the spot I'm just kidding. No, we are. We're going to have a good time. I interviewed I interviewed Matt Jackman uh, a, week, a week ago, and he was an awesome interview. And I think he did such a great job with this show. I mean, start to finish, like the commitment to the sh- sitcom at the beginning, the twist that revealed what the sitcom was, the way they explored Wanda's trauma. Like they addressed mental health in a way that you don't see in this genre. You don't really see I mean, they put a female character front and center in like the, you know, in like the just such an amazing way. Like this show, what it did for superheroes and for Marvel and just for characters in general. Uh, credit to Jack Schaefer for writing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I feel like, you know, Marcus and McFeely go unsung. Russo Brothers get all the credit for Infinity War and Endgame. They did a great job, but you got to give credit to the writers who come up with these ideas. Jack Schaefer, in this case, is the unsung hero. Matt Shackman took She's her script.
2: Right here. She's the hero. She is. Her, like we, you shout her name her, from I'm the saying, rooftops. I'm saying,
1: <laughs> I'm saying you need to uh, sing both Agatha all along and Jack Schaefer all along. And Matt Shackman did a, a phenomenal job directing the script from uh, Jack and Jack wrote Black Widow. So what does that tell you? We got a lot to look forward to. Anyway, that's our show. We have Matt Shackman live on phase zero next week. Huge thank you to everybody who has been listening and watching live because the numbers and the, your engagement and everything is the reason we're able to do that. So I'm going to figure out a way to get some of you involved. I want to. I'm going to set up like an email address, or I'm going to set up a way uh, for you to send me videos. I'll pick some of the best questions. Uh, try to keep them kind of kind of concise because we only have them for a little bit amount of time. Don't send a ten minute question.
2: Brandon, are you uh, are you are you not going to sing? It was Agatha all along.
1: I don't know. Are we, rights? Are we allowed to? Yeah, just, just it poorly. Sure. No. If, I'm gonna, no if i'm gonna sing it with agatha all along i'm about to i'm about to taylor swift that thing
2: like brandon, I'm I, look brandon i love you i think you are a a, a great person i do uh, not know as if your singing chops may get us uh taken off twitch
1: i see jim i live in safe. nashville i live in that i'm in i'm in music city okay all right brandon, if any
2: who's been messing up everything
1: Tune in next week to hear me sing it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: That's right. That's wow, you right. set
3: Jim up there. That was uh... tune
1: in next week to hear me sing it. All right, everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for an amazing WandaVision run on Phase Zero. Next week, I'm super excited that we're able to make it happen. And the week after that, we're going to have interviews with the cast of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This has been so much fun. I'm really proud of us for eight episodes. I can't believe we're already two months into this. Jim, you're you're the man. Thanks, Jamie. You're the woman? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, thanks, guys. Uh, And we will see you a week from today. For more updates, head over to comicbook.com slash Marvel. I'll see you there.